The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The Swedish Lutheran Gustav Wingren wrote, If you're looking for eternal life, that is, the divine life, if you're looking for it on earth, you'll see it in the play of small children. One of the reasons he gives for this is that the play of children immediately expresses itself in joy. For them, it's fun to be alive. Now, joy is different than happiness, and that happiness comes and goes based on circumstance. But joy is from within. Joy is life as it is supposed to be, and it is only found in God. For children, joy and life go together because children are fully themselves when they are playing. Whether they can articulate it or not, they know that this is the way life is supposed to be for them, the way that God made it. Joy in children begin and end the Gospel of Luke. At the birth of Jesus, the angels from heaven announce good tidings of great joy. Then, at the end of the Gospel, when Jesus is ascending into heaven, the children of God return to life with great joy. Luke's bookends of great joy not only characterize the life of a child of God, but actually make up the essence of our life as the church. Today, in the Ascension, Jesus finishes what he began at his birth. He fully brings heaven and earth together. In Christ, humanity now lives where it's meant to live, in perfect relationship with God, which is pure joy. This is why the apostles are standing there staring into heaven. They see life as it's supposed to be. The apostles' longing today is fulfilled. But the angel will remind them that this life, this heavenly life, is lived out on earth. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus' heavenly life will come and indwell them with great joy. Thus, when the church is joyful, she is nothing less than what she is supposed to be. She's fully herself. C.S. Lewis wrote that joy was the most important theme in his life, 
and in his writings. In his autobiography, Surprised by Joy, Lewis says that joy is the, long, the heart's longing. It's a delight that nothing in this world can satisfy. Interestingly, though, he also describes joy as a particular kind of grief. The delight and grief together, which I believe is connected precisely to the joy of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 12, we know that Jesus' joy comes in the form of suffering and the cross. And in the cross, we see how joy is fundamentally distinguished from happiness. Joy based on Jesus is more than happiness because joy can actually encapsulate suffering and death, making them redemptive. Now, when the apostles return to Jerusalem this morning with great joy, they will follow Jesus into this joy by being witnesses. The word witness can be translated as martyr. Joy and witness always go together. And a dramatic example of this is from St. Ignatius, the bishop of Antioch, who was a disciple of the apostle John. He baffled everybody when he clapped his hands with joy upon receiving his death sentence in Rome. Why did he clap his hands with joy? Well, because he was going to follow the path the Apostle Paul took to Rome to witness to the good news of Jesus Christ. Ignatius's joy would witness to Paul's joy, who witnessed to Christ's joy of suffering and death on the cross. See, Jesus' joy redeems Ignatius's suffering and death by joining it to him. Thus, for Ignatius, he understands that his joy is a sign that he's fully himself as he witnesses to our Lord Jesus. Now, not everyone is called to experience joy like Ignatius, but everyone is called to experience joy in its fullest which includes suffering and delight. The church must recover the meaning of this great joy. We must partake of it before we do anything. Any attempt at missions or a program or projects or event will mean nothing without joy. In fact, joy is the only thing that the church has. It's the only thing we have because it is our witness to the birth, life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. It's our witness to the forgiveness of sins. It's our witness to our life fully restored back to God. And because of this restoration, the church helps people discern life as joyful. Since Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, to restore humanity's relationship with the divine. This sort of joy, though, cannot be defined or analyzed or measured in order to see if we have it. But one simply must enter it and live it. And here in the church, we have no other means of entering into that joy of the Lord except through the locations of that joy, the sacraments. 
baptism, absolution, and Eucharist. Through holy baptism, we enter into the joy of our Lord by entering into his death and resurrection to live a life defined by that joy. Through holy absolution, we return to the joyful life of heaven and earth coming together in the forgiveness of sins. And through the Holy Eucharist, the ascension of Jesus now descends into our lives to give us his divine life. Heaven is alive on earth in the church. The Holy Eucharist, though, doesn't leave us staring into heaven, but drives us out of here with great joy. Through the Holy Spirit, the church's life immediately expresses joy then. For the Christian, it is a joy to be alive because we see Christ at the right hand of God. The church is characterized by joy rather than by an anxious concern of the things of this world, which means the church is like children at play. Even as the church suffers, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and so we endure with hope and steadfast faith to live life as it's supposed to be, witnessing to the good news of our Lord Jesus. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.